welcome to Grace to Gather podcast. At Grace to Gather, our goal is to foster the art of hospitality in such a way that we are building community, strengthening marriages and families, serving one another, and most importantly, creating an atmosphere where deeper relationships can thrive. Now, please join us for this week's episode with Damon and Neva. Hi, I'm Damon. And I'm Neva. Welcome to Grace Together. Hey, we just wanted to thank you for joining us last week um, as we were out and about uh, traveling. Uh, we thank you for, for sticking with us when we're on the road. We, we want to make sure that we uh, stick with you guys as well um, to continue to bring um, content about hospitality. And we love to travel, so we'll be doing that more and more uh, often. We definitely love to travel, huh? Yeah. But we then we came home and oh my gosh, I was so tired. I just I was done. I took a few days off and rested a little bit. I kind of have felt like maybe I was battling a little bit of a bug or something, but I feel like I was done. I don't know that I did anything of value for about three days. Yeah. Well, no, you did. She she says that, but she continues to work and 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 hardly ever stops. But <laughs> yeah, I think I, I did. I yeah, I did do some things. Yeah. Um, but for me, I rested quite a bit. So, um, so now we're just trying to get back into the swing of being home and and getting back to you know kind of normal. It's for us normal changes at this time of year, just because everything starts to slow down, like our you know, massive farm responsibilities begin to shift and everything starts to go into slow mode. Well, they, they shift a little bit. Now we, we go into preparing uh, everything for, um, for winter. We got to prepare the, the gardens for, so, so last year we made the mistake of, of not um, prepping the gardens for the spring season in the winter. And so when springtime came around, we had a whole bunch of extra work that we had to do to get everything ready to start planting. But um, the way that we should do it, and we will do it this year, is to uh, um, go ahead and prep all the garden areas, put the mulch down, put the you know the compost down and, and, and those things so that come next spring when it's time to plant, everything's already ready to go. And we don't have to, to work so hard to get things ready. We can just do it at a leisurely pace now while we're um, uh, coming into winter. Yeah. Well, and it's true. And I guess to me, I think the change is that we're no longer at a place of things growing and needing to be tended and preserving. And so we still, there's still responsibilities and preparing for winter, but that the, the time crunch has shifted that it no longer feels like, you know, we have to get this done now because, you know, it's going to rot or it's, you know, I mean, (laughs) whatever it might be. You know, mm-hmm. the cows have to be moved because of breeding or, you know, whatever. It's like those time, all those things that cause such a time crunch have, you know, started to slow down a little bit. And, and I say that as we head into the holidays, right? So yeah. we have other <laughs> yeah. other time crunches. But, it, but it, you know, there's just a season where it does feel like things slow down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're coming into the holidays and uh, what a great opportunity for you to practice hospitality um who can you invite to your table for thanksgiving um that might need a place to to be that maybe doesn't have any family um local or any place to go uh for the thanksgiving holiday 
Um, we often, um, for, for many years, have uh, looked and, and invited um, people who don't have any other place to go uh, for Thanksgiving. And it's always a wonderful blessing uh, to have them at our table. Yeah. And in fact, we had that conversation this weekend. You know, we just asked, you know, who are we going to invite to our table this year? Yeah. And um, so for us, we have that on our mind now as we begin to prepare for the Thanksgiving and Christmas holiday. But also, it's something that we just are praying into. And, you know, there have been years where we haven't had anybody except for our family for the holidays. And we just really kind of, I think, seek the Lord and trust that if there is somebody that needs to come, then -hmm. because we are open and prepared to see, Mm -hmm. we see them. Right. And and they come. And so it's not, you know, it doesn't feel like it's a pressure or um, a stress. It feels like, you know what, is there somebody that needs a place at our table? this holiday season. And and it really has been a blessing every time we have people at our table. Um, it's, it's, you know, fun. It creates a different dynamic. And um, so, anyways. Yeah, gives them an opportunity to see into the craziness of our, of our family. It's so. crazy. It's crazy all the time. <laughs> yeah. so, um, so, last week, we briefly talked about, um, you know, counting the cost. Um, counting the cost of, of practicing hospitality and how that um, can affect us and is it worth it? And the answer for us was overwhelmingly yes. It is absolutely worth the cost um, to us to practice hospitality and serve other people. And uh, this week as we were praying about you know, what, what, uh, what we wanted to bring uh, to the conversation was what about people who are different? It's easy to practice hospitality with your friends and with people that you like and then people that you enjoy being around. But what about people who are of different um, mindset than you? How do we practice hospitality with them? And as, as we were praying about this, it, it was so funny because uh, I was on uh, social media, and one of the things that popped up from uh, a friend of mine uh, went right along with this. And then, like just a few minutes later, uh, we get a um, a text from uh, our daughter with a devotional that she's reading that was right in line with what you know we thought we were supposed to speak about today. So, so what this post was is from um, uh, Toby Mac on on Facebook, and. It says, how do you love your neighbor who doesn't look like you, think like you, love like you, speak like you, pray like you, or yes, vote like you? You love them like Jesus did. And how is that? Well, in, in uh, the book of Philippians, chapter 2, and I love how the message version says it, um, it says, if you've gotten anything at all out of following Christ, if his love has made any difference in your life, if being in a community of the Spirit means anything to you, if you have a heart, if you care, then do me a favor. Agree with each other. Love each other. Be deep-spirited friends. Don't push your way to the front. 
Don't sweet talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. And that's really telling us that, you know, God loves everybody. You know, Jesus died for people who don't think like you as much as he died for you. And God's plan is that all come to know him. And we are, you are, the hand, um, the helping hand that is serving to help God in that aspect. God's desire is that all people come to know him. And he has given us and you the privilege of sharing his love to other people so that they may come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. And we do that by thinking of others as better than ourselves and sharing, you know, through acts of kindness and acts of love and acts of hospitality, his love to them. Yeah, I think that it is, um, you know, like you said, it's really easy to, I mean, the Bible even speaks on that, that, that it's easy to love people that love you. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. It's, I mean, that's easy to do. It's easy to love people that love you. And so we, you know, naturally are drawn to people that like us, mm-hmm. <laughs> that we like and that like us and, you know, relationships form and, and you build your community. But it can be really hard and really awkward to spend time with people that maybe don't like you. I mean, and not in the sense of, you know, despising you, or but, but just in the sense of, you know, culturally you're different or um, just how you think is different. Your lifestyles are very different. You, you know, vote differently. Like, you know, whatever it is, it's, um, I think it's very easy for us to take a perspective of um, because they are like this. Um, I'm not really interested in having a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and that kind of goes back to what we talked about last week with counting the cost is, is it, um, is it worth it to you to lay aside your opinions, your perspectives, your feelings um, to invite somebody anyways? Right. You know, which really just goes back to what Jesus would do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jesus was known to be a friend of sinners, and and he he wholeheartedly, you know, accepted that because that's what he came for. That's that's why he came to to befriend people and draw them uh, into the kingdom of God. And he asked the same thing of us. And so, if 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 the only people that you invite to your table are people that you like, people that um, are in the same, you know, sphere of influence, you know, as you, then, you know, is that really practicing hospitality? I mean, it is, but it's not going outside of our comfort zone to, to reach people who may never come into your church or, um, you know, aren't necessarily seeking the same things that you're seeking. Um, so God tells us to be in the world 
but not of the world, right? So he doesn't, he doesn't want us to completely separate ourselves from, from the people of the world, the people that are different from us. Um, he wants us to be separate in the fact that we maintain and stick to his principles regardless of what common culture uh, is out there saying. So we can love people like Jesus if we stay within his boundaries in our life um, to reach others. Right. So I'm going to read a little bit out of the devotional that our daughter sent us. Yeah, this is so good. And um, we will um, we'll link it. Um, so that you can go check it out. But it's Hosanna Wong. But this is what it says. Um, Prayer for awareness and wisdom. Many of us want the people around us to know God, but we don't want to come off weird or pushy. How did Jesus do it? How did Jesus draw people to him? Jesus was constantly making invitations and having conversations. He was opening doors and sitting at tables. He was even going up to people who didn't follow him yet and inviting them to have a meal with him. In Luke 7, the religious people of Jesus' day called him a friend of sinners, as if it was the world's worst insult. But for Jesus, it was a sign of success because it was exactly what he came to do. Jesus was known for the relationships he had, and he wants us to be too. How would our lives be different if we stopped seeing the call to share Jesus as a rigid mandate to convert and instead saw it as a freedom to continually make invitations and have conversations with those right next to us? How would our days be spent differently if we knew the mission of Jesus was not a call to make people more religious, but a call to have more relationships? I believe more people we come across would know how loved and valuable they are. Um, you know, and so as you were speaking, the thought that I had is, is what are the benefits of inviting people that are maybe outside of your sphere? And I think that um, we, you know, initially it feels hard because we're not sure if we're going to have common ground. But I think that one of the biggest benefits is it gives us an opportunity to look at ourselves in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really normal for us as human beings to, you know, just we look through our own eyes. Everything that we see, we filter through our perspective and our experiences. And I think that we like it that way. <laughs> we, well, it's because of comfort. Yeah, it's comfortable. It's comfortable. Yeah, yeah. so we like it that way. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily want to be challenged mm-hmm. on um, our perspectives and our views. And when we step outside of what is our comfort and we invite people in that maybe think very differently, it, the benefit is it can allow us to look at ourselves through a different view. And sometimes we really need that. Yes. We often have a much higher view of ourselves than we, than we should. Um, I mean, it's pretty, pretty easy to, you know, think you're the greatest person, you know, out there and that everybody else should, should think and be and act like you do. Um, 
but that's simply not, you know, not the case. <laughs> We're all a mess. We're all a mess. You know, I'm a mess. My neighbor's a mess. My best friend's a mess. We're all a mess without Jesus. And um, so, and you mentioned, uh, you know, uh, may not have common ground with, with somebody, but you know what? We, there, there is common ground. Um, you know, we're all human, right? We're all created in the image of God. We all, um, you know, have experiences of, of, of pain and suffering and joy and laughter. Um, we all, we all have those things. Okay. Cause, cause we, we are, you know, emotional beings and we're, we live in, in a, in a crazy world. We all live in this crazy world and we all experience the same, some of the same things. Um, we may experience them in different ways. Um, but you know, there's a lot of commonality, uh, amongst us simply for the fact that, you know, we're human beings. And so that's, that's a great place to start. And, and I love what that devotional said is that, you know, Jesus was, was constantly starting conversations. He was always asking a question. And even he, he already knew the answer, but he was asking the question um, of other people and to, to share his love with them and, you know, start a conversation. I know for me, there have been many times where, you know, we have been around people that were very different in, you know, many different ways, whether it be culturally, whether it be a social, um, economic, what, I mean, so many, you know, different, um, lifestyles. And one of the things that I have found is that if I'm willing to, um, start a conversation and, and listen to, you know, that other person, I find a lot of the time that um, I have gotten so um, steeped in my beliefs or in my feelings that I've maybe taken on um, a perspective or, you know, even a, a, a lifestyle view based on my own thoughts and understandings that when I stop and take the time to listen, I realize I have um, really done an injustice to people mm -hmm. because um, I didn't understand where they were coming from and what their perspective was. And I think that especially in the Christian world, it's very easy to get very legalistic or dogmatic very quickly because we, you know, um, there can be an inclusiveness that happens um, where we pat each other on the back and talk about, you know, just how good we are, so to speak. Um, I mean, not really, but kind of, you know, kind of like we're doing a good job. Yeah. You know, we're kind, we're caring, we tithe, we do what God says, you know, we're doing a good job. Um, but then we fail to extend our hand and care about people outside of our, you know, Christendom. And um, I mean, I think that, you know, that isn't showing Jesus. No, and, not at all. You know, I know Damon and I have had the opportunity multiple different times 
to um, start a conversation with people that are very much outside of even maybe our Christian belief system. But we've chosen to be interested and care about those people and ask them questions and, and be interested and really walked away with great conversation and, uh, you know, not necessarily an agreement in lifestyle or, um, you know, yeah, an agreement in lifestyle, I guess that would be it, but um, an agreement in the fact that Jesus loves them just as much as he loves us, like where you started. Yeah. So we very much want to encourage you to, to step outside of your normal comfort zone and maybe start a conversation with somebody that's different than you. Learn to, uh, to see things from their perspective for a little bit. Um, it doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to change your perspective on it, but it'll, it, it's either going to strengthen your perspective or it's going to show some holes in your perspective, right? And do we want to walk around with um, a way of thinking that is maybe not necessarily right? Um, so start a conversation and engage in the process and, um, you know, lend a helping hand, what, whatever it takes to step outside of your comfort, uh, to practice hospitality with those that are different than you. Well, and you know, in terms of hospitality, we talk a lot about setting the table and inviting people to our table and that is absolutely important. And, you know, I mean, even just in, in Philippians, the verse, you know, that Jesus sat at the table and mm -hmm. he talked to people, he had conversations with people. Um, but I think that there is an element of hospitality that is so much more simple. And it's really what you just said, that you can start a conversation with somebody that looks different, talks different, acts different, is different than you, wherever you are mm -hmm. in, in your daily activity. That is a conversation of, I'm interested in you. And when you do that, when you take the time to show interest and care in, in somebody else's day, you are extending hospitality in that moment. And maybe it's a person that you may not ever see again. And so having them to your table isn't a you know, realistic um, goal. But you are extending hospitality in that moment. Or maybe it's somebody that over time, little bits of conversation here and there, you, you know, get to know them and you realize, you know what, this is someone who I need to invite to my table. This is a person who God has put in my path and I am going to invite them to my table and I'm going to serve them. And, you know, I'm going to see what God does in the middle of that situation. So we hope that we have encouraged you today. And we would love to hear your stories. If you've had an opportunity to start a conversation um, like what we've been talking about, we'd love to hear about it and love to hear how maybe that opened up an opportunity uh, for hospitality in your life. Yes. So please like and follow us on social media, and we will see you next week with another episode of Grace Together. Thank you for joining us on this journey of hospitality. Please like, follow, and share us on social media. For more information, you can also check out our website at gracetogather.com. 
Join us next Wednesday for another episode of the Grace to Gather podcast. 